Now, I know, I know, I know. Georgian cuisine is you know renowned the world over. Fucking amazing. But a spice <laughs> bag. <laughs> it's corned beef and cabbage is like delicious. I don't know. That's an Irish American thing. <laughs> Let them have it. One it's of my tasty. favorites. Like I love it. So. That's fair. I've never. Irish people don't know what corn is. That's an American well, thing. It's corned beef. No, it's not corn. It's yeah, beef but we would. Like, it's but we a, wouldn't use not, it as a metaphor. This is the thing, though, is that we've. This is something that I remember someone proved you wrong on a stream that yeah. it actually is an Irish thing. Uh, you you can't just eat it. Yeah. It's just not a. It's just not as common, but it no. is Kieran, an how Irish, Irish thing. are you? Yeah, uh, Kieran, God, give no. me your give me your Irish pass. Corn uh, <laughs> beef and cabbage is like something between Irish and like German. <laughs> so it's yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds really right. for you. Love cabbage. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's, Cabbage is like the best. <laughs> well, the the Germans are the the next the next level though because like you guys have multiple types of cabbage. Yes, we have one. <laughs> we have all the cabbage. It's just cabbage. <laughs> they were clearly more industrialized than you. You know exactly. Yeah. The, the, the historical record does in fact actually show this. <laughs> more types of cabbage. More types of cabbage. It is very sad that one of the most famous German cabbages, like Grünkohl. Yeah. Uh, you can't. Well, I can't hear myself. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, um, you can't buy it as it is anymore. Only, only in f- some stores. You can only buy it in glasses now. Like, oh, because right, you like make you make pickled. This, kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. You make this dish out of it, and you can only buy this kind of dish now. Um, not oh, like, yeah. Well, this. So yeah, it really made well because, because it grows here. Everywhere. It grows in Germany. Yes. Yeah. I complain I mean, about this a, all the time. It's like, a winter kale, so you can still buy it in Kaufland sometimes, like yeah. big bags of it. I did. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, but <laughs> oh, then, but then, is but then kale, you, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, okay. then, because, yeah. yeah, because it's like a fucking hippie bio thing now, then it's, yeah. it's stupid it's because stupid it's in kale yeah. and it grows here and it's yeah. easy no, to we, grow. No, we, we had that in Ireland, kale's everywhere, and then it became like the, the health bad of like kale yeah. chips and stuff. Oh, kale chips are tasty though. Yeah. But then, like, the price of it skyrocketed. The first time in London. Yeah. Yeah. You could grow that shit in your back garden and it was when like... I was 18. Okay, yeah, this is not the kale hour. <laughs> it is the kale hour yeah, now. Let's just talk about kale and... Right. <laughs> hey, 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 welcome to your weekly corner, Spady. I'm here joined by Yulia. Hello. <laughs> Nick. Hey. It's me, Kieran. And we are joined by union organizer, podcaster, journalist, researcher... Sopa Japaridze for second return time. Hello. How are you doing? Well, hello. And you can also hear my cat. So, <laughs> yeah. Fan favorite, the cat has returned. <laughs> That's right. Joined by the cat. Yeah. <laughs> it's Studio Ghibli up in here because the cat has fucking returned. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's a good movie. Oh, it's it is. <laughs> it's a great movie. Uh, um, yeah. So. We are obviously, uh, we're going to talk about what's happening in Georgia, but first... We're talking about, of course, you know, this is an update. What is, where, where is Barra? What's Barra doing? <laughs> what is Barra doing? <laughs> I mean, I do actually have an update on that. Oh, you actually do? Oh, okay, because... I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say it now because, it, like, it's not related to the discussion at the moment, but, like, <laughs> I got really, like... When things- Barra is a foreign agent. <laughs> 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 he got expelled from Georgia. Born in France, raps in French, suspicious. Um, yeah, and I, I, I do remember uh, um, as soon as like stuff started happening in Georgia, Nick just messaged me being like, what has Barra said about this? Because Barra makes his opinions known on a lot of things. And like, his rap songs. <laughs> in his rap songs, on his TikTok that used to be very active. That's where we got the hit where he like, 
showed that weird, awkward photo where he met Johnny Depp once and told everyone he was a cool guy. Uh oh. And he was on in the whole Amber Heard thing. He's on uh, Team Depp, I guess. Um, I'm not surprised. But the uh, um, he hasn't posted on TikTok his main social media since November last year, um, and not even a Christmas post. Not even a Christmas post. Not even an Orthodox Christmas post. Oh my god! The last, the last, the last post was just um, him talking about hot his, how hot his wife is. Hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, classic post. Um, my current understanding of what's possibly happening is in like the beginning of last year, so, like a Georgian teenager killed someone and kind of said it was due to like things that Bera had said online. And I think because that court case has started now. So I think Bera's lawyers have just told him not to like post anything. Jesus this. Christ. Um, I was expecting something way more wholesome. No. <laughs> he ran out of cosplay ideas. Yeah. Something like that. I just thought that then it's like he realized that he just needed to stop TikToking. I don't know. <laughs> time he to- got, yeah, time to, you know, like go to the studio and do his rap career. But unfortunately time to take care of his child and stop posting tiktok yeah exactly uh unfortunately no this is not the bearer update no but rather hang on, before we get into our main topic we do need to mention one thing what um corner spady brain genius of the year award goes to breaking news macron um deciding to bypass the french parliament to push through the uh pension reform that um Everyone hates. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, he threatened to like. It's an order executive. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Well, it sounds fancy now, so it's fine. Right. Yeah. This is also after he threatened to fire every member of his party in parliament who did mm. not agree with him. You so. know that the French won't have it. No, no, yeah. <laughs> They're not having it right now, so they would, won't have that one. Would it surprise you to learn that, like, union officials and protesters were, like, outside the parliament in, like, a hair, like, a split second after this this came out? And um, the, the streets of Paris are littered with fucking riot cops oh, ready yeah. for what's coming. Yeah, um, but, uh, uh, s- s- uh, Monsieur Biden, uh, my country yearns for freedom. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am a petite. Boy, <laughs> which is literally actually now the perfect transition for now what is currently going on in at least in my opinion maybe the perfect transition for what is going on in Georgia because all I'm seeing yeah. as okay. just you know I'm a I'm a dumb boy I'm very stupid my main source of media is you know CNN Radio Free Europe Radio Free Europe <laughs> maybe if I'm getting a little a little zesty I'll read the New York Times because I love a good you know, I love a good op-ed that tells me why, you know, I don't know, Iran needs to be just, like, Nuked. turned into sand. Yeah. yeah. Um, even though Iran is not in the desert, but whatever. Yeah. I don't know about it. Will it will be when we're done. <laughs> um, Georgia is apparently another country that then needs to be freed, apparently mm. from Russian influence, from, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the governing party that is not pro-Russia. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, um, where, like, I guess... Uh, yeah, there's protests and, uh, where, like, how did, I guess before we get into like the, like the, the nitty gritty of these laws that then have been the main focus, these quote unquote Russian laws, which I mean, I think we can break down as, as kind of being ridiculous. Mm. Um, where, where did like the traction from all these people in the streets the last few weeks come, um, 
Sopa because I again one 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 once more I am I'm very dumb. I uh, I need to know the full story. I think I know it, but uh, it's Georgians just want the U.S. Right? They want to be part of the West, the EU. Like if I understand that correctly. Um. Yes. Um. So. Yes and no, actually. <laughs> yes. So the uh, protests that happened for a few days, starting, I think, March 7th, I believe, mm. first one, um, they were a response to the Georgian government um, pushing through like these two bills that were, one was styled after um more or less like close let's say closer to what russia had um passed in like 2000 i think 11 and the second one was like farah which is more american style but this was really an attempt by the government to impose some kind of uh, order to some for to foreign influence but was done in i don't know drastically terrible way <laughs> and the, the opposition was able to not just opposition actually they angered everyone who even wasn't even part of the opposition um so like ngos and uh, donors and so on especially the big players really mobilized and pushed through a narrative that this is a russian law um despite the fact that it's not russian law that actually was um even if it wasn't even inspired by Russia, if you look at the events, what led up to it, one could infer that this was actually a, a totally different reason why the Georgian dream tried to do this um, and why actually every other country is also trying to do this as well. <laughs> mm. um, and so it got, but, you know, it, once you saw call something Russian and then you got steam behind it and um, there was massive mobilization done, um, pressure and so on. Um, and so, there was a whole movement that emerged very quickly to crush these two bills, um, which then ended up being very successful. And they were able to get rescinded. These bills were then formally dropped. Um, but of course, everything that gets painted, and I think um, there's a reason that the Georgian society, like civil society, of course, not society, because two different things. Um, An opposition uses the terms like Russian and fear of Russia, not only to galvanize and mobilize um, domestically, but I think that's the only way then you get the Western gaze um, to then report and see you, you know, on the streets fighting against Russia. And it's a story that everyone loves (laughs) in the West. And I think that's something that's really easy to do. Um, And that's exactly what happened. And of course, he got so much airtime. It was everywhere, uh, everywhere saying this is new Maidan. This is um, uh, freedom, fight for freedom mm-hmm. against Russia. Like the, there was really like a fear instilled that Russia was completely like taking over Georgia through this law. So these bills actually. So it was like. The, the, I can't describe the situation that was like a few days before the protests and during the protests. Like it was total terror. Um, everybody was saying like it was the end of the world, you know, like the end of Georgia, um, pressuring each other that this is the last stand. If we don't do something now, then this is over, you know? And so 
it was very stressful. And yeah, that's when the protests be- began. And the young, the youth that were part of the academic system of these pro- pri- mostly private universities that have been sort of pushing these anti-communist, um, pro-free market and freedom and so on kind of ideology on these kids for a long time. Um, they ended up are coming to the protests and really filling it up with huge numbers um, because the NGO world for a while was like, who's going to defend us because like the people hate us, you know? And so like, who's going to come to our defense? And that was a real fear. Um, and then the students came and now everyone's obsessed with the students and being like Gen X, Gen Z, sorry, is the best generation. And I can, Oh no. <laughs> I oh, that is you. bullshit. You have to see the Facebook post. There's like 3000 posts written every day. How, this generation is better than us. <laughs> and how, oh damn. my God. That sounds like, that I kind just... of hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, and then my favorite actually was when you had this like oligarch, Georgian oligarch who like brought in Coca-Cola. And you <laughs> Hell fucking oh my God. Yeah. That reminds me of the Kendall Jenner. Uh, <laughs> the Pepsi commercial. The Pepsi commercial. commercial. I know wrong, wrong cola, but it doesn't matter, you know, because yeah. if you just drink a Coca-Cola. Yeah. Everyone's gonna hug. <laughs> yes. I just love the yes, like exactly. the like twofold of that though. Yeah, like the twofold of like one that yes, peace and also two Western Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Western influence and uh whatever. Santa is gonna and, join. Too. Yeah. Santa's gonna overthrow <laughs> Russian influence in uh, drinking a coke in, in uh in Georgia. I I guess like a question that I have too um before like the thing that I was so cons- like just confused about, I guess, because I, I, I mean, it, in brief familiarity to Russia's law, because Germany made a huge stink of it, because whenever Putin wanted to, I mean, however legitimate or illegitimate it is, it doesn't really matter. Russia has this law. A lot of other countries have this law of these, you know, national registries for, you know, quote unquote, you know, foreign agents. Foreign uh, it's, I believe in Russia and in the United States, it's about 20 percent of your funding. If it comes from it, you have to then register yourself as being that you're receiving money from a foreign nation yeah. or whatever, this and that and that. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so in, in the Russian case, it was always like, you know, Germany would, would, would flip out because, you know, uh, 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 Putin would close the, like, Stiftung, and you know what? Part of me kind of wants to believe that the Stiftung is always so, also probably so petty that they wouldn't register. But, you know, who knows? Putin's a dick. I, Needless to say, I'm just very curious about what the like foreign influence of Konrad Adenauer Stiftung is in Russia. It's just like a picture of a Volkswagen car being like, "Hey, wanna fuck it? <laughs> Look at this sexy German-made guy." Yeah, but um, Georgia's not really one of the countries that comes to mind, at least of you know a country that then would need to to you know possibly monitor national influence or internet. Sorry, monitor influence from foreign powers elsewhere. Where did this move come from? Was it simply a power move to kind of show that then, oh, hey, we are going, we're like, we're trying to become a bigger player. I don't like, I, I, I don't really see the logic behind a law like this for a country like Georgia. Maybe I don't understand fully the geopolitics behind it, but could you give like, maybe like, where did this come from? Was it always a discussion point in Georgian, like of like maybe the last couple of years? Um, was it actually maybe like, not, I don't want to say that, you know, Russian influence or whatever, but was it because they've been seeing neighbors passing similar laws? Like, it seems like an odd law for a, you know, like a, a 
country with the you know the the geopolitical position and stance of Georgia to like doesn't seem very common. You know, like that's something that then like the U.S. or like France mm. or Germany or whatever. I don't know. Like bigger powers internationally would do, or like Turkey would fucking do that for all I know. You know, like Georgia slips under the. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, but it's like Georgia's not a country that then is covered. You're right, rightfully so. That then that when whenever protests do, um come up yeah. it needs the fervor of something like you said like the anti-russian stuff but like what were the real origins of this of yeah so yeah um i think it's actually quite relevant for georgia because there have been many things that have happened i mean first of all um it's well known and it's obvious that the u.s embassy first of all decides the elections every time like um it's I, I call it like the viceroy, you know, like the U.S. <laughs> the viceroy uh, in Georgia. Um, so, as far as a foreign influence, like it's it's already there. It's every it's single well established. every single like nook and cranny in Georgia is foreign foreign influenced. Um, but I think that what's what's happened, I think, is really important. Is so Georgia. Um, has like certain romanticized versions of the West, right? So um, it's really easy to sort of manipulate public opinion because there's all these assumptions behind it and premises. Um, and one of them is that I think Georgians in general have an inferiority complex um, in relation to the West. So in general, always assumed Westerners are telling the truth more, the Westerners are better. Um, and you can sort of dictate uh, foreign through foreign influence domestic policy and what happened many times was that the opposition or even just example of frontera an american company would bribe um bribe as in lobby give money to like u.s politicians uh, and then they would make statements against georgia which then would become national news so this yeah. happened multiple times and it happens all the time actually and so there's like, um, you know, UNM opposition, Saakashvili, hmm. you know, his mom, uh, through through Farah, actually, through U.S. laws, they found out that, you know, uh, were, his mom was paying million, like a million or more um, dollars to lobbyists in the U.S. to keep writing and to uh, and to make statements and keep, sort of keep pressure from from the U.S., on Georgia to release him from prison. And so right. there's just, and especially is also like uh, the EU parliament members are also close with um, UNM. They might be part of the same right-wing coalition. Um, and so there's a lot of support. They continuously have used the uh, parliament, EU parliament as a venue to advocate for Saakashvili um, and like even had his children, his mom there like last year, I think. And yeah, even this resolution. year I've seen. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I didn't want to interrupt you. Even this year I've seen like um, especially European Union Council debates. Yeah, exactly. For, debates for Georgia, on yeah. exactly on U the release UN, of Sakashvili. UNN yeah. uh, UNM is a part of the um, European People's Party, so that's like CDU. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Forza yeah. Italia, things like that. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, continue. Yeah, no, no. Thanks for 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 saying that yeah so it's clear that there's a lot of lobbying happening from the opposition and the ukraine government is is actually a great example where 
the Ukrainian government, Zelensky, has been sort of waging um, this like verbal, like, um, like insults, <laughs> like, and like threats to Georgia, and even I th- there was even time um, there were like diplomatic relations were like really at all time low. And so mm-hmm. keep saying that George's not doing enough and like they're, they're pretty much like pro-Russian and Sakashu needs to be free and sent back to Ukraine and, and like really strong language um, from Zelensky, even, even putting them, putting them in like lists of, of like countries that, that they don't like that have not been like supposedly should have not shown solidarity to Ukraine and so on. And so um, there's been a lot of, pressure from the Ukraine government. Um, so a lot of pressure from the EU parliament, a lot of pressure from US politicians and the EU candidacy that we were rejected last year, really unfairly when Moldova and Ukraine was not, mm-hmm. was another sign that all this negative uh, press publicity of the opposition and the groups tied to the opposition were lobbying foreign governments right to yeah. uh, tarnish georgian dream uh and tarnish georgian dreams uh, whole mission is to get into the eu they're the ones who really have taken the steps from the beginning and calling it pro-russian and then lobbying to get bizina um ivanishvili like to get the to get sanctioned <laughs> like they even like yeah. lobby for him to get sanctioned you know so like it's been a, a, an actual war between the opposition and um, civil society. If some parts that are tied to the opposition, some big players in civil society, um, and so this was I, my thinking is that they've seen that they've actually used Farah in the U.S. Um, they also saw Qatar and like how money was being given to EU members uh, parliament mm, members literal bags of money yeah, yeah. So, so i think they were like huh i think we should try to push some kind of have some transparency control some of the some of these um influences because they're also vying for their last chance to get eu candidate status this year so they're thinking that they're these people the opposition and civil society tied to them are deliberately trying to sabotage us. And so if we expose them by people being able to see that they're getting all this money and media being complicit with this, which, you know, they're all foreign funded or their government or foreign funded, there's no independent media. So if we do, so I'm, I think that through this system of, of tit for tat that's been happening, actually not even tit for tat, just a lot of like, using foreign bodies to change domestic policy. Why Georgian dream, at least the, the fraction actually that introduced it, that was the thinking behind it. It was not influenced by Russia because after Russia, there's been many countries that have adopted it. And yeah. also just now I can tell you, EU is going to probably yeah. adopt it. Canada has started talking about it. And so this is a time and, so, and, and, and part of Bosnia-Herzegovina also started took this uh, same bills. So I think there is a, a move of uh, sort of more uh, heightened. Why didn't I hear about any of those other countries doing it? 
because on purpose they would never tell you that. <laughs> yeah. No, like this yeah. is like this is what what this is what propaganda is. Except when yeah. you have people like getting water cannon sprayed, holding the EU flag, then you can't be like, mm. "I'm sorry, lady. Actually, you've been misled." Like it's yeah. like it's a, yeah. it's it's so emotional, right? That's the whole thing. We're not actually logical human human beings. Are not logical. We're emotional, so we're easily manipulated. Economics tells me differently. I don't know. Like, <laughs> right, we're all rational, consumed. rational. Yeah, we're all information, just... <laughs> you know, symmetrical yeah. information, making the perfect all, choice. Yeah, we're all rational consumers, which is why I bought the car with that, which had the picture of the naked lady on it. <laughs> it was a rational purchase. Yeah, <laughs> and, and but, was, sorry, go ahead. Go on. Oh no, um, I was just. I mean, I think the the thing that really jogged my memory with this, I completely forgot that Georgia was rejected alongside Ukraine and Moldova, and um, yeah, just the one, the absolute hilarity of that. Then saying that then one of those countries is more corrupt than the other was just laughable. Yeah, and secondly, exactly. it's like now it's. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, <clears throat> we don't need to touch too much on it about how the EU is parading around Ukraine. This is obvious; they've been doing it the whole entire time. But um, that, yeah, I mean, the, the, the sense around that of trying to make yourself then one, I guess this is a very clear means of combating corruption, technically, of like, oh, OK, yeah, we're going to rid ourselves of foreign influence, which Europe does. I mean, the EU does care about, you know, Russian influence in Georgia, no matter how realistic or unrealistic it is. And they have the exact same fear in Armenia. They have the. They they have the same fear in Azerbaijan. They just don't admit it because they're pumping their gas from Azerbaijan. Mm. Just isn't that 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 hilariously stupid uh, chart from Kenneth? Was that Kenneth Roth today? It was Kenneth Roth. Yeah. That just I don't oh, know what it course. even meant, but it just was like their relationship to Russia. It's like we've the, analyzed the vibes of the, several. Yeah, countries. it's like for fuck's sake, like you know, Germany probably has a similar rating to some of these countries based on just like economic relations up until last year, and even then, Germany is still getting a lot like pumping a lot of money into the russian economy still yeah, yeah, yeah. you know be, obviously because sanctions have have you know well like the the glaring omissions from that list was like azerbaijan was azerbaijan one turkey and israel yeah. which are three countries that still do a lot of business with yeah russia. of yeah. course and have a lot of and allow russia to have a lot of diplomatic you know have a lot of diplomatic ties with them and who haven't actually severed completely ties with russia. not that any country technically has because well, not really no, no. but like yeah, the 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 thing that always so like just to also be clear, this isn't necessarily a bill that would like stop foreign influence. It would just declare it. It just like is a transparency <laughs> thing, right? Like if this bill yes, was act- absolutely yeah. like so. There's two lo- two bills, and this is actually yeah. another thing that they did. And I watched all this stuff, and I'm reading it still. It's like what they did was they analyzed the first bill, which was like 20%. You have part of this registry, which, by the way, in during the parliament sessions, the government was like, we can call it something else if you don't like the word agent. Because they were like the agent, the word <laughs> agent. And they were like, we can call it, you know, subjects or, you know, registry or something. Um, mm-hmm. But, of course, that was... I liked I liked foreign bodies when you said that because that reminds me of bodies and spaces and that seems very in <laughs> vogue in like a lot of, you know, kind of, you know, postmodern <laughs> scenes of things. And we're all like into that, right? That can really sell it to the West, I think. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll work on that. Like, I'll tell them PR, you know, like, here's here's some pointers. Uh, you should do this <laughs> instead, you know, yeah. like bodies. Coca- some podcaster in Berlin told me this. Yeah. Yeah, Trust yeah. him. <laughs> Coca-Cola presents will, foreign like, agent law. I will tweet and like, you know, 
like tweet at the government. From Berlin, like I have an idea. <laughs> yeah, I got an idea. Uh, sponsored um, by uh, foreign spon- agents. Yeah. <laughs> well, sponsored by Coca Cola and Apple. I mean, that would that would be if this law passed. That would be like a Patreon goal. We get all the registry by sponsoring some NGO. Just like we have to be listed Cornish Baby Podcast. Yeah, so, um, so much money. Twenty percent of their funding is coming solely from us. So the so the this was a registry of twenty percent or more funding. You would be registered like a database, and that could be easily searched by anybody. Um, so then they then they were like, "This is like Russian," and they were like, "Oh, okay. Then here we'll do another bill and take it word by word from U.S. FARA law, which doesn't require twenty percent registry registering it. It just has like." more vague and broader implications. Anyone could be implicated people or NGOs or whatever if you are actually working for uh, a government on behalf of a, of a different government, you know? Um, yeah. And so what Why does that sound more was, sinister? It's worse than the first one, actually. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah like, wait, this, wait, just, wait, wait. this sounds and, so scary. And you could also go to jail. Like, you could actually go to jail. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> So wait, you mean to tell me like the Russian bill, which is like still shitty, is somehow not worse it's than like literally than having like, I don't know, like the yeah. CIA just like, you know, about to like, like drone strike your house or whatever they're allowed to do if they're like pass this bill. Yeah. But get this. So what they did was they analyzed the first bill, but they didn't analyze the second. And they just oh, kept so saying, other- in, they just kept saying like, oh, in... Like in the Pharaoh law, it, first of all, they just kept saying it's Russian and it's nothing to do with with, with America. But then some, when some had to like say that it was also U.S., they would say Pharaoh law doesn't go after NGOs or civil society, doesn't ask them to register. But the thing Remember is, that everyone. law didn't say that that way. That's, that was not the language. They were trying to say like 20%, like the first bill. They kept melting mm-hmm. it sort of with the second bill and saying like, then, then they'd have to register as 20% and then be tried as foreign agents like Farah. So, you know, it was like, it was clearly not the full truth and, and mixing people up. Um, and because the government very explicitly said, well, we will either accept one bill or another, not both, right? So, okay, I have a solution then. <laughs> you're going to so, fix. Yeah, sorry. So, 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 but you, you, you can finish, but yeah. Nobody course, like, wants I, a solution there. Don't you get this? No, no, no. I got it. I got it. I got well, it. This is all about protesting. No, no, no. This is like, like, all right. Okay. Remember West. Good. Yes. America. Capitalism. What is it? We said Pepsi, Coca-Cola, all that. All right. I don't know how much everyone here. I mean, Europeans know. I mean, they obviously they know. Um, know you know, nothing. the year it's what the late 80s, early 90s. You know, that, 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 that pesky communism thing is about to, you know, you know, fall in the West. Hmm. And what do you got in, going on in the United States? That's right, the Pepsi, the the Pepsi challenge. All right, <laughs> get every Georgian and do a double blind challenge of each bill, and then then they get to pick which one's the better bill. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> God damn it! So you get your American capitalism and your fucking garbage ass law <laughs> that's still passed by the United States. So you yeah. can even call it the Pepsi challenge law for all I fucking this, care. Uh, this is, yeah, I think there's a lot that could have been done in that case. But, like, there, I think <laughs> what's interesting is that, like, um, the the Farrah law, they kept saying that this was enacted in 1938 and this was out of, based on fear of, like, Nazis and stuff and, like, completely never talking about the next, like, 
I don't know how many years, like 60 years or something afterwards that it's been used. Yeah. And especially I will quote Rolling Stone from 2019 since, nice. <laughs> since Trump um, took office. Um, there have been almost as many criminal prosecutions under Farah brought in the last 18 months as there were in the preceding 40 years. So Damn. U.S. has actually... The liberals, let's say, not even you, part of the U.S. ruling class, the liberals, um, the Democrats, have been using this um, to go after Trump and expose his quote-unquote lackeys, as Rolling Mm. Stone, I believe, said that. Um, And so it's been really active. And this is why also Canada is going to get one as well, because this is more about liberals being afraid of of those so-called the far right or anti-vaxxers and, you know, like the sort of the people who became the enemies the last couple of years, anyone who's anti-establishment have become, and generally it's, it's unfortunately, it hasn't been the left wing. That's been the, the the one that they're afraid of. It's the right wing because they're actually a lot more (laughs) organized and have way more of a, you know, voice than any of the left wing. So they've been mostly targeting right wing uh, and Russia connection with that as in like mostly about, Trump. And so, and they're also very much afraid of Russian and Chinese influence. So they want to Mm. either make this law that was mostly on the books now become much more active. And then Canada also do the same thing and EU doing the same thing because of Qatar, right? So, Mm -hmm. because the Gulf states are too active. And now the Iran and like, you know, Saudi Arabia have- have They're friends again. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is a real fear. So the West is actually trying to get these laws to fight against the Russian and the Chinese and the Gulf state influence. Yeah. Yeah. While Russia at first tried to do the, you know, against the the U.S. influence. And then Mm -hmm. and then Georgia was just trying to kind of real like the use the this because actually had been using the Western Fair law, like had seen how it worked, and they thought that was oh, I could. I'm assuming because they actually have said this in Parliament, like this is how we found out that the Georgian government, the Georgian, I'm sorry, the opposition, you know, like Sakashvili's mom was like spending money on lobbying <laughs> is through these like open searches, you know, like the, yeah. you know, there's all yeah. these like yeah. lobbying and like like all these databases in the U.S., which also I use, like Open Government and so on, and Open Secrets, mm, and then, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. The, they were yeah, like, what's what, wrong yeah. with that? You know, so let's try to do this here so we can then, people can then see because they are like this disinformation, how Georgian politics being manipulated by the opposition. So maybe if we did this, that this would help us, right, state our case more because Georgian dream is not exactly uh, a very uh, brave party. They've mostly just been eating shit for years and it's really the last <laughs> couple years that they sort of got a bad bone a little bit which mm. then have been used against them and now they're bl- being blamed for all of everything that's ever gone wrong and eu candidacy is apparently all their fault because once or twice they talked back to like the u.s ambassador how dare they you know like this is a, <laughs> yeah. can't yeah. talk like, back can't talk back you cannot talk american back. overlord yeah <laughs> so like apparently uh, rude. this this law like okay so Countries like Canada, the EU, United States, or like the US already has one, but like Canada, the EU, kind of like adopting this law really just makes sense for the current climate of like gearing up for the new Cold War. It's like the same thing as like 
uh, uh, people who work in like the European Union aren't allowed to use TikTok anymore. Yeah, of course. Same with the like the Dutch government is like Dutch government officials aren't allowed to do that either anymore. Dutch like the Netherlands is literally about to like send themselves back into the fucking Stone Age because they're about to rip out all of their Huawei like like uh run cables and yeah shit. yeah it's still like i mean it is beyond like liberals right now are like you know in their dumbest state that's possibly imaginable and i think it's one of i mean the, the 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 biggest contradiction of it happened right at the beginning of the war when you had all these powers by being like okay yeah we support ukraine this and that and that and like given don't get me wrong i understand that then some of these media outlets like fucking suck but like Having, like, the U.S. and all the European Union just, like, completely ban anything that then was, like, a Russian media outlet because of, like, quote-unquote disinformation, well, then I don't think they have a single fucking clue what's actually going on in Ukraine themselves. Well, like, I mean, but this also kind of gets to, like, the criticism of Russia Gage, which was kind of, Yeah, exactly. It's it's just this, it's this, it's this liberals using any excuse to one, one just, like, you know, kind of whitewash their authoritarianism that they just really want to do. Well, they, yeah, they they kind of want to pretend that the problems of, like, everyone voting for the game show host president... Was Russia. Was, like, not them. Yeah, the, yeah. Like, yeah this could right, be happening right. in America. But, like, this is different from... Uh, um, I feel like this is a very different case from, uh, as someone also from a small country, like, Georgia, which I think, to be fair, influence in Georgia, like... Anyone with their head like head screwed on straight, like yes, the EU and then the West versus like Russia are both countries that kind of want Georgia on their side. Like there is like a desire for Georgia to be in one sphere of influence over the other. Uh, um, I get the impression of talking to Georgians that they're also kind of aware of this. A lot of them would side more with the EU, as you could see with that like woman with the EU flag and the the, the power hose or whatever. But like, it it's it's very obvious like armenians know the same as well that they're kind of like torn between these two worlds yeah. uh, um ukrainians just outright admit it as well that like the whole reason maidan happened the whole reason like the invasion happened is that we're like we want to go one way and russia wants us to go another um so that's a very different reason to have a law like this than everyone voted wrong and i'm scared kind of shit or whatever like that uh, Americans or Canadians are probably thinking. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's... it's. Um, well, also, I want to ask, you said part of Bosnia has implemented this law? Or yes, or they're trying God and they got, the same country. <laughs> they got the same condemnation from the U.S. Embassy with the... I think they just, like, reused the same letter. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I'm going to guess it was Repu- it, it was Serbska, wasn't it? She, that's, yeah, the, that's the yeah. part of Bosnia you're allowed to be mad at, yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah. it's... But, like, you have to also think back, like, the climate that, she, like, how a lot of, you know, a lot of, I think, like, a lot of Georgian players have have agency to destroy Georgia as well as, like, foreigners. You know, like, I don't think mm-hmm. it's, like, just foreigners, but I think that it's very obvious yeah. that everyone knows how you can manipulate um, because every comment, every word a foreign, foreign official says gets printed and becomes mainstream news and the front page. So... You you can create a feeling of things that um, that's actually not true, and you could have the most like bullshit. Who cares? Kind of U.S. representatives that no one gives a shit about, like write statements, and it becomes like, oh my god, U.S. is mad at us, right? So it's like really, you really should be watching what the U.S. sort of embassy says and the and the president. That's always the most important. 
But then no, nobody understands that maybe all this huge Congress can have all these different people just being bought and said whatever they wanted. So um, it's easy to dupe uh, when you don't have, uh, you know, very good media. You don't have people, don't, you don't have a lot of trust uh, and a lot of very um, chaotic sort of all the time, like hysterical events always happen in Georgia, like one hysterical event after another hysterical event, another, you never have time to think and you're not really allowed to question very much. So Facebook is like really the place where everybody just kind of, kind of writes everything. And it's like the only forum people have. And so, which are almost always, you could just tell how easily they can be manipulated into things because you could just show them one, two, three things and they believe it. You know, you have like, like radio freedom, which is like, Radio Liberty, right. Georgia, yeah. which actually is, uh, you know, you if they write something, then people are going to believe that over yeah. someone else, the government saying it or anything, anybody else. Um, and so, so there's definitely a way to manipulate public opinion. And I think U.S. knows this really well because they have been working on disinformation for years. And they're, you know, actually, I was listening to Matt Taibbi yesterday, and there he was like all the counterterrorism stuff, when that kind of went down, they just used that money and reformatted it into disinformation. So like the money had to go somewhere, right? All these jobs and like institutions. And so counterterrorism was just reformatted to like now disinformation. And the Twitter file stuff really kind of shows that U.S. government was, is in everything, right? Controlling, um, looking at, you know, scanning like posts and so on, making sure that, certain messages don't go out there um, and certain people get sidelined. And and U.S. Embassy was also giving out a lot of Russian disinformation, Russian propaganda um, grants. So Georgians, um, which just Georgian civil society, mostly they think that they're creating something on their own, but they're not. They're very much dependent on whatever the priorities of donors are, and they just reformat to that because they're just trying to get money, right? So if like the U.S. Embassy and other partners, so-called partners, start saying, oh, we're now looking for Russian disinformation, everyone's going to be like, oh, I want to get this grant, and I'm going to start looking for Russian disinformation and propaganda. And often they like couldn't find that much, so they would just like make these spurious connections. And then, of course, no one's going to know that that's actually not a legitimate connection that could just be wrong. Um, and so then there's a climate of everyone's laser focus looking for everything as a sign of Russian propaganda, you know. And so then you have this whole, like, part of society waiting for, not waiting, but, like, on guard to anything Russian, right? And assumes that every other, every other news is legitimate, right? Every other um, country, the Western countries in this case, are not propaganda, right? There's only one propaganda and that's coming from the Russian side, right? And so uh, even having that level of of analysis people don't have. So they just assume like default, the truth, the normal, the good is like Western and like everything else is propaganda. Um, So it's, you have, you created a society that already had um, Russian, like a whole history of, the last 30 years of everyone calling each other KGB agents and, you know, everything like Russia and and Soviet, you have organizations that are based on recreating memory against the Soviet Union uh, and also just making stuff up half the time. Um, And then 
you have movements like shame movement that just pretty much uses like anti-Soviet, um, never back to the USSR and stuff like that. Tells their kids who don't know anything, you know, like young kids, like this is bad. This is fascism. Like it's pretty much the same thing, right? Nazism, Soviet Union. <laughs> and of course, Soviet Union is like they consider also Russia and Russian occupation. <laughs> so, and so you have uh, an environment that's already very paranoid. You have two occupied what they consider occupied territories, but, you know, others might consider that they actually are not occupied, but they're just granted their own independence through the fear of Russia, Russian military. They're sort of secured by, mil- by Russian strength, but it's actually run by the ethnic groups that they're there, Abkhazians and Ossetians. So it's like two different even understandings of those territories, the separatist territories. And so then you have people, you know, everywhere you go, 20% is occupied by Russia. You have it on like um, tickets, like getting a coffee. You'll have 20% is occupied by Russia on your receipt, you know? That's exhausting. Yes, yes. Oh my God. It's everywhere. And then you have the U.S. Embassy in the Western, like, I'm not sure. I think I I, want to check if EU was giving out kind of grants like this, but like Russian also propaganda on top of it. So it's a society that's, just really trigger, like triggered, you know, and like every small thing can just pretty much get set them off. Um, and then at the same time, they're constantly doing these like polls, like, do you want the EU, EU? And then the EU like takes these polls and whenever they see like a certain region or ethnic group who is like not for the EU, then they work more, put more money in there to get them to be more pro-EU. And they used to ask like, what do you think? What do you want to be with Russia? Do you want to be with EU? And most people were like, I want to be with Russia and EU. Because they're like, what's, like, why should we choose both? <laughs> why not? Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> yeah, asking, why not? They stopped asking that question. They just ask about EU now. <laughs> so like, oh. it's, it's all, it's socially engineered. I mean, I can't, I've seen yeah. it. I don't see any of this as like anything organic. This is very much top down. Uh, people know what they're doing. It's just that they're, it's everyone sort of agrees so much that hold the the levers to any of the civil society or media or government or parties. They all are in just huge agreement. So like anybody who deviates from this is just looked upon as like crazy. Um, and so, and there, of course, there are a few foreigners in Georgia as well, like, like expats who help this process to make sure that it's running in a certain way. Um, and, and that's the end. I mean, that's the end of the story. It's really easy to make everything pro-Russian. So you don't even have to really explain laws very well or bills or whatever it is. You could just say Russian and this happened in Russia. You don't need to know that after Russia, Israel also got the same law, you know, like a uh, U.S. has a law that's actually been ex- used. You, the, the, Around the world, there has been more and more of this disinformation or paranoia needing to crack down. Um, you know, if you don't know these like global trends, if you're not paying attention, if you're not researching, you're not going to know. So it does look very much a straight line, especially if you don't understand how um, details, right? The devil's in details. So if you don't really go in details and you, and the government, the shittiest job I've ever seen ever, it's like they sabotage themselves, honestly. Um, and just look like they were also very thoughtless, you know, they're like one bill. Okay. You don't like this bill. We'll just put another bill. And like, you should have thought more about this. Like, <laughs> and what exactly does it mean for an influence in a country that's so much, so full of sort of foreign influence, you know, that need to be really defined as well. And they just made new enemies because everybody started being panicking. Like I'm getting, 
I've gotten money from a donor before. I was invited to some kind of five-star hotel labor rights that was done by some, you know, foreign funded NGO. And so like the implications, everybody thought like, I'm going to be labeled as an agent. And then (laughs) the donors telling their, their people who, their grantees, like the people who receive grants, like NGOs, like if we have to register, we're not going to register. We're pulling out. You're going to have no money. And the NGOs are like, oh my God, we're going to have no money. And then the NGOs were telling their, their beneficiaries, like, we're going to have, we're going to close down and you're not going to have any more services. So it's like chaos, complete chaos. That's the, that's the middle class of Georgia is like the NGO sector, you know, like that was going to be wiped away. Uh, that's, that's, that was a fear that was instilled. Can't happen. Not the middle class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah, uh, I have one, uh, another question because I think after the withdrawal, there was uh, a burning of the EU flag by Martinenko and his like, conservative movement. What is their stance on the bill? Like, so a lot of people, though, did some, like, it's, it's hard to say this now because it doesn't look like it. They have angered so many people. I would actually like to see what the um, feeling is because Georgian Dream mm-hmm. for many other reasons um, they've actually just started making some small gestures towards social policies like nurses minimum wage and so on um, and like increase a little bit of the maternity fee and, and a little bit of uh, social social insurance and, and like help social mm. um, programs so not not a lot there's just a lot of economic problems and that's actually on top of everyone's list every single poll thing you'll ever do in georgia like top five things are always like economic right mm-hmm. but then of course i've never seen i can't get people out for anything related to economic things because i'm not i don't have the tv i cannot convince people i cannot get to them mm-hmm. and it's media that that trains people to come out for only these political anti-russian things And you and doesn't give you the platform to talk about any anything else. Um, and so there's already a lot of anger towards the government over over you know the decreasing of this, there's a pandemic, there's a war, you know, so there's problems. The prices are really high, and lots of people are struggling. Very few social programs, and so with that, and also how they botched it up. Most people will say, and I actually asked people, I asked like taxi cab drivers, I asked like random women on the street, like some of our members, you know, like I was just like interested. And most of them were like, man, this bill should have been here like 10 years ago. We wouldn't be in this mess if we had this bill, you know, like yeah. a lot of support for this because they, they also want to see more transparency. Because they, they said, and this, I think yeah. it's very correct, there are laws being written by foreign lobbyists that cater to foreign needs and not local Georgians. And that's actually true. It's true in the sense that businesses like foreign business or just businesses are being catered to. Um, There is lots of uh, breaks for foreigners. There's all these like nomads like come here, you can, you can live here and work, work here. And it's so great. Georgia's so cheap. And they've like bought up or they just bought, they live in all these apartments and all these expensive things are for them and then all of georgia is like left out you know so like i can see how that's that angers people that Mm. they feel like the government and it's true like governments so far have been catering for for others than georgians 
foreigners, for tourists, you know, for, for, for companies. And I, that anger is that the lobby, like transparency and like lobbying to become clear would actually help them. They would understand things more. And, um, but after what happened, how badly it was botched up. And also, despite the fact, I think the police were compared to other countries, in a comparative sense, a lot more professional and like, were able to clear out very fast using tear gas. I'm surprised no one died. I honestly thought people were going to die. I was like very worried when I've seen in other countries what I've been part of in the U.S. This was much more professional than um, mm -hmm. than what I've experienced or seen in other mm -hmm. countries. So I think that also still seeing though young kids like getting tear gas like that 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 makes people angry. And so I could yeah, see people course, yeah. turning on Georgian Dream because of those things. Um, and the conservative movement also felt emboldened because they were kind of kept under wraps by Georgian Dream and they feel like mm. they back down and they're losers now. And so they were like, fuck yeah, this. Yeah, loophole. there's some ressentiment there. Yeah, 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 yeah. because, yeah. yeah. It's about strength. For After those people. they yeah, left the exactly. coalition. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So they're like, the thing is, Georgian Dream is weak. Like, I've never thought they were strong. Like, I never thought they had, like, The, the strong Georgian dream. <laughs> the, the the party based on the richest guy's <laughs> rapping son's career? No. Why was this <laughs> farcical party with no backbone? Well, it's crazy. It's, I, they back down. Every time like anything happened, they would just back down. And it was only through like the last couple of years that they've actually started saying things back. You know, it's like um and, and I think it's also this fear that, you know, part of Georgia side also believes that we need normalization with Russia because that's the only way we're gonna get our occupied territories back. So that's actually not like we're gonna fall into Russian, you know, this like yeah. political dictatorship. Yeah. Yeah. We need to normalize so we can get those territories back. That's actually a thinking a lot of people have. And they knowing that if we're too aggressive towards Russia in that sense, that we'll more, lose more territory. Um, yeah. and, and then people are also just, let's face it, war. People are afraid of war. And this has been Georgian Dream's also um, main objective. Out of Imagine out of four governments Georgian, uh, Georgia has, pretty much three governments have been at war. You know, so like mm. there's been, you know, in the early 90s and then 2000s, there have been multiple um, wars. And so nobody wants to go to war. And then also like, it was interesting to see on Twitter, like the ethnic minorities in the separatist regions, like they were like afraid. They were like, Oh my God, if another, if a more aggressive government comes, they're going to try to like take over us again or try to fight us. So they were getting nervous just watching the protests. And I was like, Oh, yeah. and then people were just like, that's just Russian propaganda. <laughs> It's like, I, I think like people don't understand, like when you are Georgian, you, a lot of things because you're Georgian, you're not afraid of. If somebody screams like Sohumi Sohumi, which is like the, the city in Khazia, like, like as a Georgian, like, I'm like, oh yeah, I hear this all the time. It doesn't mean anything. And I'm, I don't feel endangered by it. But like, if you're actually a Khazian, you might think, oh my God, they're trying to come after us. Like, imagine if Russians were chanting Tbilisi Tbilisi and like a protest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people are like, oh, shit, <laughs> like they're coming for us. <laughs> and then if and then if we had fear, 
it, we were nobody would be like that's just like american propaganda you know like people yeah, would be like no these exactly. are legitimate concerns but here it was like every georgian was so dismissive like no it's just russian propaganda you're just overreacting because you guys are pretty much tools like was like the, the 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 sentiment i was seeing from a lot of the georgians i'm like um i don't think that's the right way to approach this no like, and, like there, there is that aspect now that like uh, I think a lot of people are recognizing that Russia is sufficiently distracted. Like, cause I know Azerbaijan is taking like exactly. pot shots at Armenia mm. because yeah. like they know Russia can't do like a second front. Well, basically. of yeah. course. Well, there's first that. And I'm, I'm like, I'm glad that we're on to this topic now about that because in the sense of the for opening, opening the discussion front. about Russia. Yes. An opening a front, second, a second, front. Third, second fourth. Front. No, but I mean like the reality of it is, I mean, cause you know, as much as Westerners, I mean, I think that the hilariously, the parallels of, uh, the things that are going on in Georgia, a country that then is heavily under the influence of the United States that no one wants to admit it, is also, we've had an episode, we've had episodes on on recently how the German media has transformed drastically, where a country that then also half of it was occupied by the United States, mm. and half it also was, you know, whatever, occupied by by <clears throat> the Soviet Union or whatever, this and that and that, and how one of those sides no longer exists. And um, the method of thought around the media in Germany, particularly, especially with like the war in Ukraine and with Russia, is I don't think I've ever seen more horrible, batshit, insane journalism about the like. Again, when I said that, then I don't think a European has a general understanding of what the what is going on in the war in Ukraine because their little brain just like can't decipher that you may actually have to like delve into a lot of Russian media sources or a lot of bizarre fucking telegram well, groups. don't want to know you, either. And, and, it's upsetting. But, and that's the thing I always tell people is that like, if you don't have to be a part of that, you don't have to like look at it for like work or whatever, then don't because you will be a lot happier in life if you don't have to confront the Ukrainian war. But also then the stuff too of how we discuss about Russia is that then I don't think I've ever seen like, you know, every other week is an op-ed of like, we uh, analyzed Putin's body language and, you know, next week he wants to nuke Berlin or he's dying or here's what this person said or he has cancer or uh, Putin wants to take over East Berlin. And it's like none of this is fucking true. And yet how much of the percentage of the German population, I guarantee if you went and like asked like, oh, are you legitimately afraid of like, you know, nukes reigning in Berlin? I guarantee you, like, at least liberals, like, and wealthier liberals would be the more afraid people of that group because they're the ones continuously, like, one, the media is for them because they're the ones, oh, I got to be educated on this. I got to know what's going on with exactly. the current situation uh, between East and West that we're in. Oh, China's spooky, too, even though I don't want to look at this realistically. I mean, mentioning also the sense, too, of of, of the, uh, um, who is it, China and, and, and uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, Saudi Arabia, India, then with the, uh, the joint uh, drills. Thank you. Yes. Oh, right. The, what? Russia. No. Huh? No. no. What no, are you no, talking no. about? The peace deal between uh, Saudi Arabia and Iran. Uh, uh, yes. Wait, you said China, so I was confused. China was the one who brokered it. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Saudi Arabia and Iran. Yeah. And did you hear Ned Price's response to that? No. What did he say? No. Ned Price, who literally is, is one cool? of the people single-handedly <laughs> responsible for pretty much more or less destabilizing the entire Middle East mm -hmm. during the Obama administration and probably is one of the main culprits of why ISIS exists, uh, said that, oh, 
this really is, you know, like he, what, like more or less said, you know, the U.S. has always been a partner in the Middle East for oh, yeah. peace. Oh, and my God, oh, my God, I remember that. Yes, yes, I've heard that. I actually hear And uh, we are afraid up. of our footing in the region being, like, you yeah. know, dismantled, yeah. dismantled or something. China like, goes in for, like, ten minutes. And yeah. It's yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe, he said the U.S. is basically the peacekeeper yeah. in the Middle East. Maybe a thousand <laughs> proxy wars is not the way you do it. Like, well. maybe being, like, I mean, you know, China... I've I've been saying this the entire time during this con like during during the Russian Ukraine war is that China has nothing to lose over this because they can come in. I don't think that their behavior just historically would be pro imperialist one way or the other because of the history of what the West has done to them. Not saying that there aren't you know powers but within China who don't want to expand. I think more more concretely, um, Russia fucked Belt and Road. Yes, because Belt and Road was contingent on like goods being able to yeah. smoothly go from Russia. From China to Russia and then through to Poland. Yeah, and that's and kind of um, that's, not really happening right that's now. That's gone now. But yeah, I mean, so China has an interest to then stay neutral in this as well, too, which, I mean, because remember, there was all, like, how many people were talking about two weeks ago that, oh, China's sending weapons, and then no, no, a, no. False, a, and then, uh, a false report Xi Jinping coming. had his speech, and he's uh, actually presented, like, uh, like a plan. Yeah, a 12-point plan yeah. peace thing And or Zelensky still wants him in Ukraine, so he invited him Yeah, to and then Ukraine, the West so then has good. so many things afterwards being like oh well you know yeah that may be true but uh china's sending weapons and then it's like anyone like journalists were asking like yeah but where's the source and it was always just oh trust me bro and that story disappeared in a week <laughs> you know like uh, uh, it, the the new cold war thing that we're doing at the moment is uh it's is fun isn't it weird <laughs> it's but it, <laughs> what's it's, that, it's what's that first stupid, is tragedy second is farce yeah <laughs> it's like it's I, wanted, so... I wanted to have my own cold war you know yeah it's not enough to read <laughs> so about it's, it it's like i can totally understand then this is like like kind of the scenario of that there's like yeah georgia I, this is probably happening on a much more extreme scale because of just like how um uh, I always use the German word of besevisa, but I don't know the, what the English word. Uh, just know it all, know it all, liberals. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, kind of you know steering the conversation in their way. And the reality, I mean, yeah, like like I like there are liberals in the West who really want to turn Georgia into a second front as well. Like we saw calls for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. Yeah, yeah, which, by the way, so, they said that that was just paranoia and fake news of the Georgian, Georgian dream. That was also insane. I'm like, <laughs> the Ukrainian government itself, officials have said it. And yeah. like, and, and some was, like, uh, the big one that went on Twitter was Visegrad. Visegrad. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. 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 Like, Polish yeah. government. But like, yeah. it's amazing because, if, like, I see that these things are happening. And yet, whatever Georgian Dream says, like, this is what's happening. You're like, this is completely Russian propaganda. <laughs> Just like, I saw it. Like, I can read and I can actually infer. Because I don't need, like, a gatekeeper to information to inform me that no matter what I'm seeing, you know, that this is actually Russian propaganda. Because I have yeah. the fucking confidence, you know, that actually can yeah. trust my own, like, ability to evaluate. And well, I speak English the biggest- and... And I'm fr- and I grew up in the U.S., so I think that actually what sets me apart from a lot of yeah. people is that I'm really fucking cocky. Like I don't get, to, <laughs> I don't need you to interpret shit for me. I can do it better than you, you know. So I think like a lot of people don't have that. Like it's a privilege, you know. I don't want to speak in these privilege fucking terms, but like I I realized the other day like why I wouldn't succumb to all this pressure everybody else was like because I don't need to, you know. I can because you're always built different. Find- yeah, and I could always find something else. A lot of people were like afraid that um, 
if they don't sign some of these like you know save NGOs kind of stuff that they would lose everything right or they would just be like thrown yeah, out yeah. of civil society or something you know like yeah um, when like I think the the weird reality is like a lot of NGOs like these liberal NGOs would just be like yeah the funding comes from France and a lot of their supporters would be like yeah cool good or yeah. just like would it probably like oh, there's like yes, there's countries they're like great great yeah <laughs> like the the this is the this is kind of like the big um unfortunate thing about transparency is sometimes it can do nothing like for example like the EU has like a really transparent uh, uh um lobbyist registry like you can see like yeah. everyone who lobbies in the EU does does it stop them no <laughs> like they, no, they, they, they still just kind of like do it. Yo, they got how much money from BMW? All right. Yeah. <laughs> just, just exactly. Someone in, exactly. Someone in Baden-Württemberg just going, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, Germany has an open registry of how much every politician yep. gets from every company, yeah. and there is no limit in this country. And does that stop anything? Absolutely. Nope. The fuck not. Oh, uh, yeah. And, like, there'll be, like, parties like the FTP being just like, no, that's just good business sense. Yeah. Just taking money from. My um, money look good. Yes. My money literally is being handed personally to me from yeah. VW. And the I, I just wanted to say that the. EU thing uh, uh, that you brought up earlier of like Georgia was kind of like not given candidate status because due to like geopolitical reasons we mm-hmm. had to give it to Moldova and Ukraine that was like largely a symbolic gesture and while I think the official reason for uh, not including Georgia was to do with like de oligarchization uh, 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 like that thing that, yeah Ukraine never had an oligarch oh, no but you see like that, that when I hear something great about that, sorry, first finish, and then I'll tell you something interesting. Well, I, I was just going to say that, like, I think everyone in Brussels, uh, like, I'm I'm a psychopath who reads, like, Brussels bubble, like, newspapers and stuff. And everyone in the kind of, like, EU bubble is kind of aware that that rule was complete bullshit. It was largely that, like, we have to give candidate status to Moldova and Ukraine because of the situation. Mm. But we also have to try and keep the, like, anti-immigration right at home at bay so we can't be seen to be letting too many countries in uh, because they're like the the cdu was always kind of afraid of the like afd ghost and yeah. etc etc well that was also the thing too that was coupled with it as well is that then um remember because everyone was like afraid for like two seconds of like oh if ukraine joins the eu that'll surely show putin and that was like Putin from day one was like, I don't give two shits if this country joins the EU. It was always about NATO, mm. you know, which now even like they're kind of like caring less about that. And the Georgia one, you can't even use the argument for either. Like, oh, if Georgia joined the EU, Russia would get pissy because they don't care. Like in the end of the day, that's a completely like made up bullshit thing in order to. Assuming assuming they had like a guarantee that they would. Yeah, exactly. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so it's like even like even if you were to then get to like another stop of like, OK, yeah, all the oligarchization. Because like I think Lavrov has said repeatedly, like he, he often talks about the fact that like every Eastern European country that's in NATO has also joined like, uh, like either the you, EU you, has also joined NATO. NATO. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, that like they kind of seem to be one and the same at the moment. Um, because like every neutral country in the EU is like Western, uh, Austria, yeah. Ireland. Uh, um, sorry, so but you had a point about something there. Sorry, we we interrupted you. No, this was really interesting because like one of the things was like oh the the oligarchization right. So that mm. Ukraine was like terrible oh, word to say. Yeah, <laughs> they were like Ukraine was like and oh, oligarchization. We are going to write this law about the oligarchization. And so yeah. Ukraine wrote it. And Georgia was like, okay, great. So they just copied the law. 
and then they send it to Venice Commission. So yes, a lot I of, lot, story, lot of yeah. bills get sent to Venice Commission um, to get like to get an expert opinion on hmm. on the bill, it, like if it's harmful. It's a EU human rights, or not, not even EU. It's the Council of Europe. Council of Europe. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so apparently, you, and I'm you would to know, Kieran. I would. I'm glad you Go know on. it. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm very upset. So the, I know that because of Poland. human rights body um, ruled that. By the way, Ukraine did not send it to Venice mm. Commission. Only Georgia did the same thing. They copied. I mean, you know, they they you know they 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 can proofread their own work at home. It's fine. Well, it's also the Council of Europe. Like we kind of like just we flip a coin every time we want to <laughs> include, like pretend that thing is important. Like. Yeah. Who's even the head of the Council? They of were very effective know. when they when they intervened in Poland and yeah. wrote that thing. Like, oh, you can't do that. There's a calendar somewhere <laughs> in Venice that's like, oh, it's a Tuesday. We're not uh, important. <laughs> oh, tomorrow's a Wednesday. We're important, and Friday's casual. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just assuming that then they're only important when people are in the office, and because it is like in office. Austria. I'm assuming it's a bureaucratic office that's something like what four hours a, a week. Venice Commission, Venice. not oh. Viennese. Venice, yeah. Oh, even better. Yeah, yeah. they don't work. <laughs> office closes office at three. <laughs> We're not accepting any new business presented yeah. after two p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then just like office closed four months of the year. Just, yeah. <laughs> well, because it's flooded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, right now it's dry actually. Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> oh, sorry. So the Venice yeah. Commission wrote back and said that this law was not good. <laughs> Guys, that's, that's so, a shitty law. Where did you copy that? No way, no. Yeah, see, this <laughs> is what, why? Said, but it was said, while in the Venice Commission considers the personal approach as gener- generally problematic, like as a personal <laughs> who's an oligarch, it does not Generally problematic it. sounds like why did you use all these gay stereotypes? That's not re- <laughs> why is that in the law? That's weird. Don't do that. And they're like the analysis of the measures of draft will demonstrate these may lead to violations of fundamental rights protected under ECHR, and that the draft law gives the government too much influence over the process. And like on and on. So it's really interesting that this is like was touted. Like yes, the. Ukrainians took this look how like they're making all these amazing steps. That's why they should be in the EU. And Georgia's like, okay, fine, like we'll just copy it. And then they're like, no, actually, the EU would not accept this. <laughs> this, law, yeah. this law, law the way it is. Like this yeah, is just absurdity like- of the whole situation. I mean, it's just like layers and layers of absurdity that is never ever delved into. And just keeps being phrased as some kind of Russian propaganda, Russia versus the West. And how yeah. Georgian dream is like Russian party. And like just incredible to me just to, to be able to see it at every turn. And yet I guarantee you right now, like I'm, I'm not, I don't want to go on Facebook because it's like the worst thing ever. Right there, I could go on there and I could probably find like 500 experts, leaders of NGOs, lawyers, whoever, creating an atmosphere saying that this is another thing that Georgian dream has fucked up. It's all their fault. And so on. And they have like usually some, like they just had some member of parliament who's a right winger who was tied to Saakash would also make a comment, something like, Yes. Georgia people have to choose either EU or the government. <laughs> like, oh. So, like, pretty oh. much <laughs> saying, like, intervening in some fucking guy who no one gives a shit about is all of a sudden in front page news and everyone's now saying this Georgian dream is 
is angering Europeans and and they're the reasons why we can't do anything. It's all their fault. And instead of being like, it's it, what really makes me the angriest because my pride is hurt in this. It's like, you are, will burn down the fucking country if you think that Russia is like somehow behind something, even when it's not. Yeah. But you will accept the kind of treatment, the way Europeans and Americans talk to us. <laughs> like you don't find any problems with that. You actually get angry with the government for even responding to it. Like that is the most, I don't know, like self-colonized mentality ever. And and it's funny because they also go and tell all, they were telling all these uh, government officials and parliament members that they were slaves of Russians, that they were slaves. And that's the word they like to use all the time. They're, you are slaves. Well, they're getting like pat on the head by the head of the U.S. embassy exactly. or whatever. Like, I mean, oh, it's embarrassing, off. honestly. <laughs> embarrassing. It's like, it's like being, seeing like a scientific experiment or something. <laughs> we're just like, this can't be real. Like, yeah. How far yeah. can a country get cocked? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And then enjoy it. Be like, oh, yes, like, please. And then, like, okay, getting angry. Oh, yes. my, you know, my, under, my understanding of cucking is that you're meant to enjoy. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. I, was about, I was about to say, that's the whole point. That's, that's, that's shit. Dominate me. Like, yeah, please sleep with my wife. I thought yeah, that was the like, point of it. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what porn is anymore. <laughs> Step siblings are involved now. It's a whole thing. <laughs> Um, I enjoy because I didn't, don't know it very well. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm proving how much I'm not a cook by not understanding it. Uh, um, all right, so we we're we've run to time now here. So do we have any a, a nice little piece of information to wrap up on and then uh, 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 skedaddle? Is this a question to me? To everyone. <laughs> oh, I just I I I had a I had a th- thank you so much. I mean, I got nothing to share. I'm just I'm. Just enjoyed. Yeah, this is a great. I, I love. Great. I love learning, and I love learning that the U.S. is, uh, you know, uh, totally not involved in Georgia at all. It's yeah. all Russia's fault. Thank you for um, um, telling me exactly what I'd been reading in my Western media. Yeah, uh, nonstop. I, I, I still like. I like having discussions about Georgia because one, your alphabet's really cool. Uh, that, that's a big part of it. There's a Georgian restaurant here in town that has Georgian beer, and they won't let me keep the empty beer bottles at the end of it oh. because, like, please let me keep your trash. The alphabet's <laughs> really cool. They won't let me do it. Uh, I don't know why they have a recycling thing going on. Uh, um, second, I love. Uh, I haven't mentioned this. I love Georgia because every damn country is deciding to change its name at the moment. But like, Georgia is the only one that would probably legitimately have a good reason to change its name. Uh, like, I don't care about Turkey or whatever. The oh, fuck. Yeah. If, like, if you use Turkey in front of me, like we're not friends, <laughs> I'm not going to have you. I mean, given if any other government changed it, I'd be fine with it strictly because it's, a, it's an Erdogan AKP ultra nationalist bullshit. Yeah. Won't do it. Also the Czechia one, dumb. That didn't work. No, like, yeah. it's been, it's been Czech 10 Republic. years now. Yeah, also, you, just, you look like a nerd pronouncing a country in the like language that they want you to like come on go around like if if, if you meet someone and they call germany deutschland you run the other fucking way <laughs> in like english yes yeah. absolutely <laughs> in Obviously, german, in it's german just normal. Is normal but also why are they talking about like i mean yeah. the fact that the deutschland would come up in a conversation also is striking unless you are watching maybe like Olaf Scholz they're, they're, they're like speaking. They use the correct word for Germany as they say the opening line of the forbidden verse. <laughs> like, there's no other problems with this. Yeah, so, no. Uh, I, uh, I, yeah, the Sarkat Velo probably 
just, I just want my Google alerts to work and stop giving me alerts about what's happening in fucking Atlanta when I'm trying to find out what's happening. <laughs> Which, oh, wait a minute, Atlanta, my other hometown. Um, yeah. Some some crazy things are crazy things are happening there. Oh yeah, Cop- horrible Cop city. Things, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's, it's all Russian influence. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny because like sometimes like I was talking about the police stuff here, and somebody wrote yeah. wrote about Atlanta, and I was like, I think you have the wrong Georgia. He's like, Oh, so sorry. Because <laughs> was like, <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're from both Georgia. Yeah, this is, this is a great this is a Very great argument. <laughs> <laughs> so back in Georgia, which yeah. one? <laughs> yeah, Georgia squared. Yeah. I'm like. Back in Georgia, you know, people are get, like they killed they killed someone for protesting, and they took like many others for like you know for domestic terrorism charges, and everyone's like, like a, That's like, like a SD. round at a pub quiz. Yeah. Which Georgia? Which Georgia stuff we're talking about? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I mean, okay, okay. Which Georgia executed an unarmed, you know, uh, American American? Georgia. Yeah, no, no, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. that's a little, when when, when you start adding uh, when you start activist, adding like. Yeah. The finer details, it becomes easier that it's the U.S. Which Georgia has a rapper influence their politics? How oh. is that not the American oh, shit? <laughs> wait, fuck. Oh, uh, no, wait. Just, 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 just. Uh, yeah, George, I told. I, I follow a lot of DJ academics things. There's totally a lot of rappers. We're going to figure this out. There are, yeah. And they yeah. go and like do like yeah. the like, yeah, yeah, like local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, um, all right. So the best one has been Lil Durk and, and Lori Lightfoot. We will talk about I that. Mean, not in Georgia, but yeah. in, in Chicago. In Chicago uh, yeah. Well, in the state of Georgia, we had Killer Mike, who was like very yeah. supportive yeah. of yeah, leftist true. kind of stuff. He came to yeah, Occupy yeah. and stuff like that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, however, Sopa, thank you very much for coming on again and explaining Georgia to us. Uh, um, I think I ended the last podcast with that's everything you need to know about the country. But now I can confidently say with these two episodes, that's everything you need to know about the country. Uh, where can people find you and your work? Uh, on Twitter, SoapJap, at SoapJap. Also our podcast, Reimagining Soviet Georgia, if you're interested in, in getting to know Georgian history and in a more complex way and also the soviet union you can check it out it's everywhere so reimagining soviet georgia perfect all right with that thank you so we much will... for being, uh, no problem for having me on again actually it's really fun talking to you guys thank you very much for coming on and we will catch you the listeners on the bonus feed ciao, ciao. bye-bye bye, bye.